0: Wait in the water, wait in the water, children. Wait in the water, the wait wait in the water. God's gonna, gonna trouble the water. Yep, I thought you were gonna do the rest. Now nah, I'm done. where two best friends take a weekly dive into tech and culture with the side of sass. I'm James T. Green, and today I was feeling a little bit of gospel this morning.
1: And I'm Sheriff Vincent, and what a Negro spiritual says, "I ain't got time for that mess."
0: And it is the perfect day mm-hmm. to start thinking about gospel because we are going to talk about one of my favorite artists today. I don't know about yours, but it is Kanye West. <laughs>
1: He's very problematic. He's so problematic. (laughs) But his album, The Life of Pablo, just became available, ironically, on April Fool's Day.
0: And I think a lot of people were not having it. Not
1: ironically. It might be coincidentally. But regardless, it came on April Fool's Day. And I was like, is this a trick? Is this a trick?
0: I know. I know. I was a little worried. Um, But... I think it's kind of interesting because I had been listening to the album since the original um, kind of unmastered work in progress version was still out on Mm. title. I went about, got a title account. Can't believe I did that. (laughs) I did cancel it. Sorry, Jay. And I also have been listening to a bootleg zip copy of the very first original one. Mm. And then you came in listening to this now I want to say like fourth or fifth version yeah it's, right like, re- it's like, yeah.
1: like a remastered version yeah, 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 yeah. Of it. Um, yeah I listened to it for the first time in its entirety Friday mm-hmm. so um, yeah it was it was really nice I was pleasantly surprised I had heard so many really decisive um, commentary on the album mm-hmm. and I had heard a few of the songs that were available on SoundCloud I think I heard 30 Hours, uh, Real Friends, and No Parties in L.A. I think that might have been it. And I've heard of Wolves, but like only um, its live version. So I hadn't really heard it. Um, and it's different transitions, apparently, that I had been through. So mm-hmm. for me to hear the bulk of the album was on Friday.
0: And I think what was really interesting and why, Cher, you kind of came up to me and were like, oh man, we should totally talk about this. And I was like, yeah, of course, (laughs) Kanye, why the fuck not, is that this album kind of acted as a living, breathing, ever-changing, I don't want to say malleable, I don't think malleable is the correct word, but Mm -hmm. maybe like I think of like this doughy material that consistently changes almost like uh i called it like a github project (laughs) but instead a musical thing it's like almost like not necessarily an open source musical project but something that though not necessarily because this is where i wish he would have done if he went this route is to when he released the life of pablo to then release all the masters on github yeah and then said hey you go about or the stems. remix exactly and and that's what i think of like this ever-changing album and something that does only exist on the internet and streaming services mm-hmm. and things like that yeah somebody who listened to the first versions and you listening to the latest one
1: mm-hmm. we're having
0: these different mindsets about it which i find super fascinating
1: for sure um i had heard so many different people saying that like there were, it was too long there was a lot of filler what there is there was maybe like three or four interludes and you know, honestly, as someone has only heard of the album, I think, in its entirety twice, and that was in the last 48 hours. Um, I honestly love all the interludes. I think they all have a purpose and just hearing the different backstories for certain things. Like um, you had a really fascinating story for the um, phone call that happened, I guess, in the last part of it was the last interlude of the album. And it's before. Are you I, talking about the Silver Surfer? Yes, I am talking real? about that. And I really didn't know anything about that except or some guy from prison having a conversation for forty-five seconds. Easy, easy, what's good? It's your boy Max B, what's going on? He's checking in on you. Appreciate the love, and support. The wave is here. And I was totally into it. I thought, like, okay, this is weird, but I'm, you know, along for the ride. And hearing the backstory from what that is, it gives so much. So much history and knowing all the other shit that happened p- beforehand, it was really, really. Nice. Are you
0: giving me a setup? I am to giving explain you a setup. Yes. I am so happy about this because <laughs> I was talking to you about this last mm-hmm. night. So yeah, um, the funny thing about this interlude is that it didn't make the original cut, if I believe, and I'm not going to apologize for my incredible knowledge of Kanye. <laughs>
1: don't because i'm gonna bring up some i'm gonna bring some and stuff that has nothing to do with kanye but exactly but also has exactly. something to do with what's going on so no problem exactly. i get it
0: so i want to say the very first original track listing that made its way online on the ever famous pad of paper that was tweeted which we can go to a whole nother conversation of the idea of tweeting images online as words which i find incredibly fascinating but Maybe that might be another show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when the album was first called Waves, a lot of people, including with Khalifa mm-hmm. and a lot of folks in that camp got really pissy about it. Mainly because Waves was originated by Max B in um, this idea of thing rapping kind of like this almost like vibed out lyrics, you know, like think about... The whole ASAP mob and ASAP Rocky and like Wiz Khalifa stream, of it's, like stream of
1: it's like stream of consciousness, right? A little bit,
0: right, right, right. And Max B is in jail. Free Max B. <laughs> and no, no laughing though. No yeah, free Max B though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and inclusion of the Silver Surfer intermission was almost like Max B giving Kanye his blessing mm.
1: when he was, yeah, it was calling. It was giving him. His blessing. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. When he yeah. was about to call this album Waves. And it was like him saying, "Yeah, like you're a wavy dude. I appreciate the wave."
1: You're a wavy dude,
0: anyway. And then also, yeah, French Montana,
1: Silver Surfer in the flesh.
0: It was from, I believe, a Hot ninety seven interview, um, or or one of those New York radio stations. And where the audio was pulled from is pretty much him saying, "I am the Wave Master. I am the Silver Surfer. That is his nickname." I give you the blessings to call this album. I'm bestowing
1: this honor onto you, sir. Exactly.
0: And it's really fascinating to see that pad of paper kind of change about and then have this interlude brought in Mm -hmm. as that whole controversy happened. And I mean, we can't say that controversy happening without taking a brief detour to say, Kanye, I love you. But, you're but you was but you was wrong as fuck for bringing
1: in yeah.
0: Wiz's kid and yeah. if you like butt play just admit it bro like it's totally cool there's nothing it's wrong, totally with, that. Nothing wrong you know, with that you know I
1: mean you might and actually be really into it yeah so and you did
0: and you did Amber Rose Amber Rose you did her wrong for that
1: yeah so. But yeah, needless to say, let's go back to the music. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Because I think that's the thing with Kanye is that so many people um, are so caught up with his persona, especially his Twitter mm-hmm. shit and all the shit that he says but then like at the same time he's fully aware of his personality mm-hmm. and i think that is perso- it's it, in musical form in the song i love kanye i
0: knew you were about to say that i was hoping because you such odd, because, so- because mm-hmm.
1: and i love you like kanye loves kanye I want to love myself as much as Kanye loves himself. Like that's goals for me. Mm -hmm. I, I struggle with that constantly and hearing someone who's a black man who is proud to be who he is. It's Mm -hmm. such a nice affirmation and I don't know. I mean, God bless Kanye. Like seriously, he's, 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 he's he's someone who knows that he is problematic, but at at the end of the day, he's not, you know, letting that get to him. Right. He, he still he still loves himself, and I think that's what's most important. I, and I know that is probably a road and a journey that he has to come to because he is. There was a period, you know, where he wasn't his biggest fan. So, mm. let like the fact that he's come back from that and still been able to stay on top is um, commendable. Can
0: we move on to like yeah. musically how the album sounds?
1: Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, there was it was such a departure from Jesus. Um, I will say in full confidence. I was not a huge fan of Jesus. I. Um, that hurts I, my soul. That's fine. Um, I there were so many things on the album that I wanted to like. Like I love Def Punk and they produce a lot of the songs. And I was just like, nah. <laughs> like they use like. Uh, and I think I like maybe four or five songs, and that's being very generous on the album. I I just thought that Connie listened to Death Grips a couple of times. That I could do that, and so he did it, and it just felt like a total rip off. And was was disappointed because he's such an innovator. And the album before, My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy, was such a incredible incredible album when these came out i was very disappointed mm-hmm. so i my expectations for the life of pablo especially after hearing so many um divisive and um polarizing reviews i wasn't i was kind of coming in with low expectations or rather lower expectations as far as an Al- a kanye album came so when i heard it i was really really surprised and taken aback with how beautiful it is Mm-hmm. it's a really beautiful album and um something i never really thought i would ever say about a connie album is that it's beautiful but it had a lot of soul it was very soulful and mm-hmm. not just because it was like a gospel leaning but um there's a lot of really beautiful self-empowerment messages in the album that i think some people are overlooking just because of his persona outside of the music mm-hmm.
0: yeah and i definitely think it was completely inspired by gospel music <laughs>
1: And, oh, for sure. And
0: what's really interesting about gospel music is that gospel music is also very, very in tune with the idea of old school hip hop and this mm-hmm. idea of sampling and remixing gospel music.
1: I, in the, well, I mean, inside took a yeah. lot of, took a lot of you know. Um, influences from gospel music right and and vice versa but it's i think a lot of um, hip-hop come from gospel
0: right and anybody that has stepped inside of a baptist church between like now and forever (laughs) can always and, and, and not even stepping inside of one but then let's say You know, I think we might be showing like our old school growing up in the church roots here Mm -hmm. of the idea of you have your home church, but then you might have other churches that invite the other church. Oh, yeah. And then you get to know their praise and worship style Uh in comparison to your churches. And then you hear them. Sing the same song but differently and so they'll like change the words or the vocals or the tone
1: inflections
0: yeah and it's like this idea of sampling and this idea of almost like rough cuts in this ever-changing song that is honestly at the discretion of the choir director mm-hmm. or
1: just curating the, the sound to yeah. to fit whatever wherever you are in that moment
0: right And that's kind of what I got the vibe with The Life of Pablo. Mm -hmm. And that almost lent itself to a lot of people remixing these things. Like if you hear the samples that are all, you know, strewn about in this particular album, it's a lot different than like, say, the samples of um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. For sure. A lot cleaner in that sense. Mm -hmm. And in this one, it almost seemed to be, uh, as um, Ibro said on, Uh, beats one show he said it almost sounds like a dj live picking up samples and taking them in cutting them out and that's how the samples feel in this particular one almost like an audio scrapbook for sure also
1: um it wasn't as explicit as i thought it was usually is what do you mean Like, there's not a lot of, like, I mean, there's profanity, obviously, in the film, in the the album, but it's not as profane as a lot of albums he's been doing lately. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I was actually really surprised, like, there wasn't a lot of F-bombs, really. I mean, I mean, these are, like, N-words, but, like, there wasn't a lot of, you know, there wasn't a lot of fucks, there wasn't a lot of, you know, whatever. It was fairly clean, and I think Mm -hmm. that has to do also with just because it's a gospel album. Yeah, there's There's some respect, there is Mm -hmm. some there is some boundaries that he kind of let him have. Cause I remember yeah. I was listening to the song um, waves uh-huh. and it's fairly clean.
0: It's for a the very m- clean song.
1: Fairly clean. Like I wouldn't be afraid to like play that song in front of my mom or like if it was just in the background and my grandmother happened to be around, I wouldn't be that upset if she like, she might have, she might have missed like, the N words that were in there, but not too much. And it's surprising how clean the album is considering, you know, Kanye is, you know, very averse to having, you know, Many, many different curse words, and being <laughs> explicit in, in sexual um, connotations and what have you. But um, I think that was definitely something that I was pretty right. stricken with.
0: And I also kind of realized that happening a lot in the first track, which is probably the most gospel tamed one. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. Ultra I mean, light themes. Kirk, Kirk Franklin. Yeah, isn't it? Kirk Franklin. Oh, the stump legend. Oh, gee, Kirk and himself is <laughs> there. Revolution. And, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I know. And then I remember it wasn't, yeah, shout out to you, Kirk. Uh, (laughs) And I remember there was a part in there and it Mm. wasn't even by kind of himself, but it was by Chance. And it was the part where it's like, let's make it free in the bar bar so hard hard that there ain't one one Gaston part you can't tweet. tweet. He went as far as he could (laughs) to not curse in that part, where it's just like, you know exactly what you would plug in there if this wasn't like a gospel thing track surrounded by kirk franklin and kelly price
1: exactly like it's and i think that has a lot to uh, there's a lot to be said in that regard that he Mm -hmm. made an effort because right
0: it was almost like a form of respect it's like mm -hmm. here i am in this respect it's like the equivalent of like you hop in the church and no matter what you know you're gonna end up taking your hat off no matter how much you think exactly yeah um but i was thinking and i guess like back to this idea of the aesthetic of the album lending itself to remixing, um, I thought about um, an internet friend of mine. Um, his name is Darius Kazemi. K-A-Z-E-M-I. We'll put a link in the show notes Kazemi. for sure. Kazemi. Yeah. And I
1: probably messed it up too, but if you say really fast, then it maybe yeah. <laughs> no one notices. <laughs>
0: but that's the thing. We don't talk that... Well, you talk fast, but that's aside from the point. I listen fast. Yeah. So... <laughs> girl his twitter handle is at tiny subversions and i've been a fan of his work especially as somebody who makes a lot of weird internet art as well he creates these tiny subversions as you will all the time and when the life of pablo came out he created a lot of these edited tracks and he would use it in a way where he would almost remix these tracks and have them be in dialogue with one another like for instance on Fade the Lights He combined highlights and lowlights Into one song With some of the vocal hits from Fade And in, in from his words For a kind of mom, son, die, Oh
1: lord, thank you You are the joy of my life
0: I bet me and Ray J Love the same bitch. Yeah, he hit it first. Only problem is, I'm rich. 21 Glamis, Superstar Family. We the new Jackson, so i about that. And it's the idea of again utilizing the aesthetic nature of this almost unfinished album mm. and creating stuff from itself it's almost like the songs like the album as we said earlier sounds like it should just be released released with the masters on for github sure. and i should just yeah. be able to clone this entire repo and remix it as you will
1: that's interesting Um, gonna take a take a page from my favorite band radiohead when their album in rainbows came out in 2007 they also released dems for a couple of their songs you they, did, they did they did um nude they released um stems for nude they released stems for reckoner and i believe they um put out stems for weird fishes i probably made that up but i know for sure they did nude and the and internet will tell us if we're wrong <laughs> and reckoner because i downloaded those when i still have them somewhere in a hard drive in my in my room in my bedroom and my parents house but regardless I feel like you're
0: doing everybody disservice by not making remixes share
1: oh no no i know i i, I did um <laughs> that's what i'm <laughs> leaning to and i did you because I was like in my Radiohead fills and you know I was like I hope they go on tour soon so like in 2007 in my bedroom and college I was like just making random weird little mixed um mix, mixes from that and I think that is such an interesting way to engage with your audience is actually letting you, like like cuz the whole idea of that album was you know it is yours they um you know the release it pays you want for it and then also went as far as even going a the step further and giving you the actual music and stems you can even create something even more Mm. with the music not only do you own the music and the songs in its original form but you can also create is and create something with our art that it's not our art it's the art right and i think that's really freeing in a way because once you once you release it it's no longer your music anymore Mm -hmm. and i like that idea i know some people have different ideas of that but i like the idea of once you release music into the atmosphere that it's no longer yours a little bit (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I exactly like I'm saying. Like I know people are gonna be like, uh, "Excuse me, I made it though. So. It's mine." And I get that, but I also like the idea that like when it's in the world and longer belongs to you, I feel like interpretations are a way of freeing yourself from the responsibility of owning your own art. Right.
0: And I want to make that as a transition into even just the art for the cover, the album. Yeah. Art. When I first saw it, I was like, "This is dope." <laughs> um, it's a family so- picture, right? Well, okay. cuz so again,
1: I'll, I have only this only song on my phone. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually seen the artwork.
0: So, let me take you into another another
1: deep dive.
0: Deep dive <laughs> to my own pop-up video. Uh, <laughs> so the album art was created by the artist Peter De Potter. And the interesting about Peter De Potter is that his aesthetic is also very collage-based. So, if you mm. go into his Tumblr, he has a lot of these sort of similar uh, collages of using typography and found internet um, images and clippings, mm-hmm. and that is his whole aesthetic, like creating these collages and these mixtures of type and image. And what's really interesting about this, it's not confirmed that the wedding photo is not from is from Kanye himself, which mm-hmm. is super interesting. And I know the model, um, I forgot her name, but I know she's an Instagram model, and it's this idea of having those two paired up with one another which is kind of actually really similar to kanye's own mental battle of that and like this pair pair um parallel which one which one and the idea of pablo picasso pablo escobar um and i know and
1: one of the and one of the um, disciples
0: exactly and i just find that aesthetic super in relation to even how the album sounds it's like unfinished you know
1: for sure um and then just also we're going on about just unfinished. There are people. Who, uh, there was this great interview on on Pop Culture Happy Hour, where um, there was a music, music journalist. I'm, and he's he's he works with, um, I believe he works for NPR Music. But um, he was no, he doesn't. Regardless, he was talking to um, Linda Holmes, who hosts the um, Pop Culture Happy Hour, and just discussing the way that this album was rolled out and how people you know have his friends and friends of friends have like you know kind of edited the the album to their liking taking out certain songs and right. kind of making their own album with the music that's already provided that's know? really interesting and like and it kind of reminds me of like you know when when playlists the idea of playlists first came out with itunes you know back in 2004 when itunes became a thing or before that even i think it was 2001 regardless mm-hmm. when that came out um People, you know, the idea of an album was, you know, at risk because people were kind of just picking and choosing the songs they want, but now we've kind of gone full circle, and now people with, um, you know, streaming websites, people are listening to full albums again, and now we've come to, you know, albums that people are releasing with big big artists like Kanye, and now they're picking and choosing songs they want from this huge 19th album it's huge like a 19 right. song album it's a huge album right. but it's not that long it's maybe a, it's less than an hour i think right right and um but they still like i don't want these interludes i'm taking it out i'm I'm mixing this up i'm throwing this in the front i'm putting this in the middle i'm gonna let the album end this way or i'm gonna let this the album start this way and it's an interesting way to um go about it i think because yeah. you know again once you know someone releases their art You know, there's that question of the art belongs to them anymore.
0: Right. Right. And I think that's why it's super important to say that a lot of it is only available digitally. I don't think that as we record this, what is today, April 3rd, 3rd, it's still not available physically it's only available digitally.
1: And I think he mentioned that he probably won't ever release it. Um, Physically, and I think that because apparently CDs are dead, according to Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CDs died. CDs died like three weeks ago. Yeah, and that's
0: really interesting because again, I popped into my Kanye Reddit rabbit hole, (laughs) as you will, of figuring out stuff. (laughs) Right, my Kanye subreddit, and I came across this um, Quora listing about. Why was the Yeezus cover designed in the way that it was? Mm-hmm. And it was Kanye's statement of saying that albums are dead and physical CDs are dead. And I remember that the street team digital marketing for Yeezus, uh, there were, uh, what are those things called, pasteboards, mm-hmm. as you will? Uh, of just the album cover which is just an image of the cd label and above it it said something along the lines of graffiti this and the idea of the people creating the art and i guess this can go into this idea of spec work but it's not necessarily because he's not paying these people as a contest and you can have the next artwork but the idea of releasing art and it not being belonging to you anymore I don't know i think it's really interesting as like his whole rollout of this album and almost yeah and it's not even the roll of the yeah.
1: album but like the the album titles right remember this, it was in in um in uh in god we trust was it or was it so god? help me god It was so help me god then it was swish then it was waves then it finally landed when it actually released it was like now it's called i think it was like the day before it release it's now called the life of pablo, the life of pablo. And, and you that, still
0: don't know if that one dude that like Guessed it got a collection of Yeezys, right? Exactly. We, don't, and, we still don't know, right? I and, think we said hit him up for follow up,
1: for sure. <laughs> but it is that transition of you know that the album titles was uh, was uh, a kind of a audience participation, right? That it was part of the. Album rollout, which I think it was so fun because my my favorite, my, my personal favorite was So Help Me God, and I'm really sad that it wasn't mm-hmm. the album title, especially because I love
0: Swish. <laughs> Swish was my favorite. That was not, that
1: was my least favorite. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, <laughs> no. After, because yeah. like, So Help Me God was like, yes, because you know, with like, this pass out with Jesus, and it seemed like it was on brand a little bit, and I was right. like, yeah, I'm into that. But that's
0: also Kanye. He's not going to let he's go, not going to do what you want him
1: to I do. know, exactly. I know, and that, I think that's. That's why I as much as he is problematic as fuck yeah. he gets yeah but he, you know okay so
0: <laughs> when I was thinking about this idea of working because I almost looked at it as Kanye with this album he was working publicly and it reminds me a lot of two of my favorite technology-based journalists and that's Clive Thompson and Melody Kramer I've given them shout outs to so many times but it's also because every project that they do is really really smart and they both believe in this idea of ad hoc working and when you're working on a project either you know tweeting your progress tweeting and texting or showing people where you're getting all your sources from because it's this idea of you're helping and collecting and making the public good better From this idea of working publicly. And I think with this particular album, it was the first instance where I can remember Kanye actively working publicly. Like you saw the notepad of all the scratched out album uh, titles. Mm -hmm. You saw the different ordering. For instance, Ultralight Beams was supposed to be the outro. And that's why Chance mentioned that. That he said, if I'm too late for the intro, put it on the outro. Because it was originally supposed to end the album and even just like a lot of little details like for instance in 30 hours he mentioned that he just got finished doing the madison square garden which was the uh, stream the original stream with the fashion show so it's like this idea of like i'm working to the last minute recording these things and this is it you know like even there's him taking the phone call like at the end of that track yeah i know
1: and it was just like are you trolling us to go a little bit? Because I was like, are you supposed yeah. to be recording? It reminded yeah. me of um, Prototype by OutKast right. at the very end of it. Where I was like, are we still recording? Are we still yeah, recording? Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. And I don't know. I find it pretty refreshing, especially with, and uh, man, we, we we have like five different episodes that we can dive into with this. This mm-hmm. idea of perfection in the age of social media and, and working digitally and this idea. And I guess like, Again, like I guess different artists work differently, but like working in silence and then coming out with a perfect product and going back versus this idea of you have a rough item in progress and you see all the fissures and um, things that are not perfect. And that's kind of what art is. Right. Art is imperfect. Art is not polished. There are things that are really fucked up in a lot of uh, the making process, you know, so I don't know. That's why I really like that album and I've listened to it far more than I thought I would.
1: Yeah, I definitely will revisit it. And I think I actually might listen to some of the old versions of the album to get more of a context. But I think as a finished product right now, it is my favorite thing he's put out in a really long time. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of my favorite album of Kanye's, uh, which is um, Late Registration. Uh, that's by and large my favorite album of Kanye. And it also reminds me of like Mixtape Kanye, which is a Kanye I thought I would never hear from again. What'd you frankly. say
0: that you missed the old Kanye?
1: Yeah just, I'm just, I love I love I love o Kanye He's so great And I'm happy he's back So Yeah Yay for Kanye
0: Yeah So We want to know What you think of Kanye We yeah. know we have A lot of Kanye lovers We have a lot of Kanye haters
1: And we have some You know and Some Some cynics out there Yeah exactly
0: So We honestly want to know What you think About sure. it So you should hit us up In a multitude of ways How
1: you can How share <laughs> You can hit us up on our acts.fm, And you can send us a little feedback there You can reach out to us at our website Openended.fm slash contact And you can hit us up on Twitter At Openended.fm
0: Yeah and also We have our personal Twitter handles I am at Underscore James T. Green
1: And I am at share my
0: Yes. Tell us what you think. Today's episode of Open Ended is sponsored by Second City. Do you love comedy and filmmaking? Then Second City is for you, obviously. The Harold Ramis Film School's year-long program at Second City is here for you to check out. You can visit Ramusfilmschool.com for more info. And I really hope I pronounced that right.
1: Harold Remus. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. He was the director of Ghostbusters and he um, was in some of my favorite movies. So shout out to Harold Remus. Um, and you have a second city story, don't you? I do you? have a second city story. I want to hear it. I went on a very awkward date there about three years ago. Um, I happened. went. Okay. So I went and it was one of their improv nights. And, anyway, I knew two people who were in the cast, so I was talking to them and I introduced my date to him and um, to some of my friends and they're like, oh yeah, what's up? Well, turns out his ex girlfriend was also in the crowd. No. And her boyfriend, her new boyfriend, was one of my friends. No. So <laughs> who was on stage and she was there to support her boyfriend. She was one of the improv guys. So imagine me on a first date with your, you know, this awkward, who's decent human being and his ex-girlfriend's in the crowd. And you guys know the same person, which is why I can't date people who I know or in a, in a similar friend circle. Like I had to, out, I have to like get out of my friend circle in order for me to date anybody. So that's why I'm not dating anybody. Cause I know too many people. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was extremely awkward. And uh, I don't remember most of the performance because I was just, uh, I could feel him looking at his ex-girlfriend and I can feel her current boyfriend looking at him and no one looked at me. So um, shout out to Second City for uh, giving me some extremely awkward um, memories. What about you, James?
0: Actually, I don't even want to tell my story (laughs) because that was fantastic. So... Again, you should check out Second City, the home of great, great historical Chicago laughs mm-hmm. and holders of exes. Hey, Cher. Hey. Do you know what time it is? I think I do. It is open call time. Open call time. All right. So, Cher, what is your open call this week?
1: I got two open calls. They are both. You're getting greedy
0: with these open uh, calls, Carol. Whatever.
1: It's fine. Um, <laughs> but they are both um, deal with um, self care. So, they both deserve some shout outs. Um, the first one is a show that I actually kind of sort of shouted out a couple of weeks ago. Um, the West Wing have a new, has a new podcast. But then I started of watching The West Wing again for like the umpteenth time. And I got to say, guys, it's a great show. If you haven't watched it, you should do so. Um, there's a, The current political landscape right now is hella scary and makes me nervous and very anxious. And so sometimes I just have to watch something that works. And so I watch, you know, Josiah Bartlett and his team on the West Wing just do the damn thing and make policy work. And, you know, I... I Love I have a lot of love for like shows like Breaking Bad and Mad Men and all these critically acclaimed shows you know anti hero stories, but those shows lack what West Wing has, and that's optimism there There's so much optimism in that show, and that's something that I lack in my life a lot is just being optimistic. I usually err to the side of cynicism and I always prepare for the worst case scenario because that's just how my brain works. So when I watch a show that actually you know is optimistic about the future, it makes me very calm and not so anxious so shout out to the west wing shout out to aaron sorkin season one through four um yeah you are putting me at ease and also a second shout out goes to shea moisture's black soap
0: there we go (laughs) there we go
1: yes more product (laughs) sorry but holy shit um (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So I used it for the first time today, and I feel so good. My face feels moisturized. I didn't even put lotion on, and I don't think I even need to. That shit is lovely And as fuck.
0: I can vouch. That chair is not ashy at all today. Thank you. She's usually very well moisturized. You know, even the creases in between her fingers are usually not even ashy. Yeah. And she's looking myself. especially hydrated today.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm like I'm like glowing and like my body feels good. I know, I'm I smell Helen Ice. So yeah, Shea Moisture, Black Soap. I had I had this sample in like my drawer for like maybe a year and I just never used it because I have so much other product I'm using, but I ran out of soap yesterday so I was like maybe I should use this instead of buying some stuff and best decision I made in a really long time so um yeah shout out to black soap what about you James what are your open call this week
0: so my open call this week is an app that I've really been enjoying and I've been enjoying it for like the last couple weeks and I've been testing it um personally like not as a beta tester but just for myself as a new way to get news And my shout out this week is Quartz. So their news app is probably one of the best implementations of news I've ever seen. You're the
1: second person who's told me this week how good it is. Yes. My My new coworker told me about that the other day.
0: Exactly. So that just means that it's pretty good. So I'm a news junkie and not news junkie in the way that I love getting news, but I'm a news junkie as in I love journalism. I absolutely love journalism. A lot of my uh, jobs before I started working for myself were at newspapers. Actually, all of them Mm -hmm. were all at newspapers, large and small. And I love this idea of how can you deliver news to people that is very digitally native. And I've been using Quartz and it's actually made news fun, which is so weird to say. So first of all, shout out to them for making very considerate notifications that do not buzz my devices and they're fine use of emoji. So let's break they this down. They use emojis? Yes. So Ooh. let's break this down here. So the entire UI of the app is built like a texting conversation. So you load up the app and there is virtually no setting screen. It is nothing like any other news app you've seen where there's just images of stories you scroll through and all that stuff. No, this is all based as texting. So, It's just like a texting conversation. And what they do is they'll just tell you news as if you're texting a friend. So it's like, hey, here's what's coming up right now. This thing happened. And then it gives you these options, almost like autocorrect, where it says, tell me more or nah, go to the next one. And he also uses casual language. And if you say, yeah, tell me more, it will begin to, quote unquote, text you more information about it, along with inline imagery and GIFs. And it actually makes being informed not feel overwhelming. And it's just fun to use. Like, I feel pretty informed about the things that I want to check out.
1: I'm literally downloading it right now.
0: She just pulled out her phone and downloading it right now as we speak. And they've never really hit me up with any false positives, which has been great. Also, what I really like about this app is the way that they handle advertising. So they only show advertising when you get to the very end of your daily digest, as you will, and it's just super non-intrusive. It's like, hey, by the way, this group of news was brought to you by this. Do you want to learn more about it? And you just click through. I don't know. It's super fun. It works well with my phone and my watch. And I don't have this overload. And I've actually stopped using RSS since using Quartz, Whoa. which is, like, really weird. I
1: know. You've been you've been on the RS feed train for a long time i've been using rss
0: feeds man for a long time so i'm trying out to see how how my week goes with just using quartz and twitter for keeping up with stuff just because i'm like i don't need another inbox to check so yeah shout out to quartz their app is pretty dang good as a journalism junkie and i think that is it what? We have hit another episode.
1: Oh my God, we can just keep doing more.
0: I know. This is episode 48. 48. Good
1: 48. God.
0: 48. I don't know what that
1: means. I don't know what that means either. That's such a weird number. We're
0: two more from 50.
1: Holy shit, guys.
0: And I am still going okay with the idea of bringing in a cookie cake. Share. I know you don't like the idea of cookie cake.
1: I didn't say I don't like cookie cake. Cher, I just think that it's not the best cake to share. Is a bring cookie cake party. truther? <laughs> you know, it's debatable as being a good cake. I mean, I do. I like all cake, quite honestly. Jet
0: fuel can't melt cake
1: beams. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know what else can't
1: melt cake beans Oh jeez,
0: is the Google it share is the Chicago <laughs> Podcast Co-op. So a big thanks to y'all for letting it's us way, be a part of our network. I know. I've been so good at these lately. Uh, good. And our CPC shout out this week is An Hour With Your Ex. Speaking of exes.
1: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: you want to tell me about the hour with your ex oh
1: God. uh Comedians, <laughs> Mel Evans and Mark Cullum, force each other to watch their favorite movies and TV. The title started as a joke, but led to a marriage. It's still just a podcast, and that is an hour with your ex, and to say something to you know go back to my story, um, yeah, suffice to say, we did not have a second date.
0: Yeah. So maybe is, maybe if y'all listened to an hour with your ex, it might have gone better. Well, you know, either you could have done that, or you could have played a game of cards against humanity, which we want to give a special thanks to them. Thank for you so much. Us cards. Their space.
1: We appreciate you
0: and maybe if you had shared myself write the script for your date that would have been better probably not though or you could have went to a concert by the people who made the music for this episode who did that
1: u plus one f six zero c which is the Unicode for the blitzed emoji and is james musical side project
0: so you can rate us on itunes how many stars five only five only that's the
1: only option i feel like that's the
0: only option if you see those other stars on there you should just ignore them ignore it because like
1: why would you do that
0: the official emoji for the show is the flame emoji and i want to give a special shout out to laura
1: laura for
0: starting off laura helen win on twitter She's dope. She out is hella dope. Coast. She's been really pushing the flame emoji. She's, so she's let think... it down. She gave so, us like
1: eighty. And it was fantastic. I was really in my feels when I saw that tweet.
0: I really think y'all should be doing the same. So keep pushing out the flame emoji. For sure. You can also recommend us on Overcast because a lot of people use Overcast lately. So hit that recommend star. That let other people know that you should be checking us out. Also, you can find us where.
1: You can find us on the Stitcher.
0: On the Stitcher. Be the needle and thread Towards. between you and your ears. <laughs> 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 and last but not least, you should donate. Donate. And you can also become a member. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that on what is the name of that thing? Patreon. Patri- Patreon. Patreon. You can give us money starting at $1 a month. That is super helpful because after we finish recording, I'm about to go get some groceries.
1: You need to pay bills.
0: And yeah, spinach ain't cheap. And last but not least, for open up. We haven't had an open up because we haven't gotten any questions. And that is a problem. It makes us cry. Mm-hmm. So you should let us answer your questions where?
1: You can go to axfm slash openended, or you can use the hashtag on Twitter, ask open ended.
0: So we've had episode forty-eight. We did it. And we have a guest next week. Who is our guest next week, Share?
1: The artist Vendencio Martinez. Super excited for this mm-hmm. one. So
0: as we end every single episode,
1: keep things open ended.
0: than your own candy. from the very start. I don't blame you much for wanting to be free. I just wanted you to know